0: Hare Krishna. Okay, Um, greetings, greetings from Govardhan Hill. We just had a, uh, because of the time difference, usually I give both classes at once, but now because of the daylight savings time, the class moved up. So this is kind of my second class. It's really nice. Every day I give class at five. Today, Mamu Thakur Lila Balasini. And three other people came. It was nice. So uh, I was kind of requested to speak a little bit um, about Srila Prabhupada. I don't know when you celebrate his Tirobab Titi Mahotsava, his disappearance day. But, um, yeah, I'll say something now. I'll say something tomorrow, maybe not on this. Timaranda Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya taksul vanmalatam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha. Sri Chaitanya vanobhishtam stapitam yena bhutale sayam rupa kadamayam dadati sapadantikam vanchakalpa tarubyas ca kripa sindu vayevaca patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabunityananda <clears throat> Siadvaithar Sribasude Mahta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare <clears throat> Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So uh good Lakshmi is there. She'll also say something. I'll start this. Um, I guess my first inspiration is Prabhupada and, and Govardhan. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was there in Vrindavan in, in Srila Prabhupada's last days. It's mercy. It's absolute mercy. Undeserved kindness. I don't know how I ever wound up in Vrindavan, how I'm in Govardhan, how I was there in Prabhupada's last days. But he was very, very ill and he could <clears throat> only take a little bit of pomegranate juice. And I remember that um, I was speaking about this before that um, as Rabindra Saruprabhu said, the problem with the Krishna consciousness movement was Prabhupada was the only was the only adult. It was kind of like there's a there's a book called Lord of the Flies, where these young students get on an island and they have to make a society and and they're just so immature. So Prabhupada had to spread the Krishna consciousness movement and uh, you know, all, all that he really had was the faith of his disciples, and I was I was thinking in the last days he kept in the last days he kept on. Um, just one second, um, one second. I, I got a message from Bhakti. Okay, you know all he really had was the faith of his disciples, and that probably. That that probably was that probably was his his greatest quality. Um his greatest quality was like Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, that ability to, to you know to instill what's in his heart and others. Ramanda Brahmate, Konya Bhagavanjib, Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai, Bhakti Lata Beach. You're wandering from universe to universe, from species of life to species of life, until by the mercy of Guru and Krishna, one gets the Bhakti Lata beach. And um, that was the extent, in one sense, of the qualification of the people he had. It's a very, very dangerous situation. The Krishna Consciousness Movement was a very dangerous situation because how Kali Yuga entered through the son of Shamaka who cursed Maharaj Pricket. and that's how Kali Yuga ended. And what would, what happened? That people with power the young boy had power, but he had no culture. That's how Kali Yuga ends. So Prabhupada had to create this movement where people had power, but no culture. How can it possibly go on? How can it possibly go on? It, 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 it's, it's an, you know, and just like when Prabhupada. Prabhupada said that, um, he said, my god criticized me, but there's one thing that I think they were right, that I gave the sannyas to young men. I gave sannyas to young men. And then he quoted a Bengali pro- proverb, but what could I do when there's no trees in the forest? The castor oil tree looks big, it's embarrassing. So what could he do? You know, Prabhupada said he was in India and he was approaching all these cultural people, these high-class families. Prabhupada, you have five sons. Give me one son. I'll, I'll make them a Brahmin. He said, not one came. He said, but when I came to America, he said, all the young boys and girls already took sannyas. They already left their families. But you know what, what type of qualification was that? <laughs> so, in in his last days, he just kept on calling the devotees to come. Actually, some God brothers and God sisters are upset because the temple managers, you know, had some material conception, you know, and, and you know, but Prop had the spiritual conception. And what was his conception? That the only chance for the Krishna consciousness movement to survive, and miraculously it has, was the people's relationship with Prabhupada. And therefore the most important thing in in his last days is that people come and get his sangha, get his glance, get that inspiration. And you can imagine how powerful that influence was, that somehow or other, that movement, it's expanding in different ways, but it's somehow still together. It's still together. We may be in Iscon, out of Iscon, but basically for Iscon. Somehow or other, it, it's still together. And what is that? It's, it's the amazing thing that Prabhupada was And what is that Bhakti Lata beach? It's somehow or other that conception that to serve God is the highest pleasure, the highest thing, the best thing. So that's really an amazing story and an amazing phenomenon. But here in Govardhan, I wanted to mention another thing, is that in his last days, he was being extremely merciful, this is related, because usually to see Prabhupada, you had to go past his secretary, who was Tamal Krishnamaraj, with the initials TKG. It sounded like a very weighty thing anyway, and he was a very strong person. And it was very hard. You know, you couldn't just go in there. But somehow towards the end, Prabhupada did an amazing thing. He opened the doors 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. If you were in Vrindavan, you could walk and sit by Prabhupada's bed. For that same reason, that, That's the only quality that it's not their learning. It's not their material qualification. Their only qualification was this, their faith in Prabhupada. And I would say one more thing. On a very deeper level, The reason Prabhupada could give that is because he had that. I remember, I think it was Bhakti Bhaktivakaswami told one story and it impressed me. Prabhupada was in his room in Calcutta and he had just come back from the West and he was just meditating. He was sitting in his room and he was astounded because if you study the Gaudiya Math, it was a veritable all-star team of personalities. One time I visited OBL Kapoor, who was one of Prabhupada's godbrothers. He was a professor. And you know, he was telling me, you know, I, I had so much, so much uh, I was so impressed with Srila Sri Maharaj, Prabhupada's godbrother. You ever read his books, his ability to conceptualize and express things, but he said. He wasn't one of the, the intellectuals of the Gaudiya Math. I mean, they had Ananta Vasudev. Bhakti Siddhanta could give a lecture and then have to leave. And in his high language, whether it was Bengali or English, Bhakti Siddhanta's words, you know, the article he wrote, you know, what is it? The, the morph the Vedanta, it's morphology and ontology and his language, and, and, and he can continue it. And the managers that he had, and the, the, I mean, you name these people, Bhakti Dayata, Madhava Maharaj, Bhakti Siddhanta called him the indefatigable incarnation of preaching. He established 64 temples, and they were powerful people that were so incredibly learned. So Prabhupada was meditating, and I went through a list of these people. Bhakti Sarangamaraj and, and these people, they were just such powerful. And they were from the highest class Brahmin families, or they were the very powerful Kshatriya families. And they were sannyasis and Prabhupada was outside. He was, a, I mean, imagine right now, if someone on the periphery who was like a, a grihasta, somehow or other, he became more than all of Iska. It was I, I, I don't know what we would think, how we would handle it. So Prabhupada was not in that abhiman, that self-conception. So he was sitting in his room and he was saying, how was I the lucky one? How was I the lucky one? And he was meditating. And then he said, because I had cent percent faith in the order of my spiritual master. And then he, of course, told the story that Bhakti Siddhanta gave him some order you're an intelligent man, you should preach in the West, in the English language. He saw he was a cultured person. And Prabhupada was reading the Gita, and then Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, I think it's 241. He had the verse, Mika, Kuru, Nandana, we should be resolute in devotional service. But not many branch, we should be resolute. And in the commentary, Vishwanath Chakravakti Thakur says, that means to take the order of the spiritual master as one's life and soul. And Prabhupada read that, and he, he gave credit credit to that. I just visioned the, the, the task that, that Prabhupada had. I, the, the vision of, of Prabhupada standing on the shore and getting off the boat and then looking, you know, the whole passion of, of America in its full glory when it was more than 10 times anything else in the world facing him and him thinking what do I have? He had 40 40 rupees I think that's like eight dollars at the time. And then I I, I always joke, but I, I you know he had these plastic white shoes, the latest fashion from Lloyd Bazaar. And here he is and he has this mission to spread Krishna consciousness in the West. And then he's wondering how he's gonna do it. And then he has some faith. And what is the faith? He starts quoting verses from the Bhagavatam. How the process works, he had that faith and because he had that faith somehow or other he could give that faith and uh, you know otherwise i mean uh, you know how are we all still around i remember one time i was you know living in the gurukul with bori john and you know we were getting in middle age and you shared the bathroom with everyone. And it, you know, it was just like ice cold water in the winter. You know, there weren't even private stalls, just a bunch of showers. And I'm brushing my teeth and he's brushing my teeth. And he has a little gumsha over his shoulders, you know. And I kind of looked at him and he looked at me. You know, he probably could have been a big professor. I could have been a lawyer or something, you know to you know, a Jewish professor, a Jewish lawyer. And here we are, we're 40 years old and we're sharing a bathroom with 40 people with no heat and cold water. And I'm brushing my teeth and he's brushing his teeth. I, 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 I joked him and I said, this is another fine mess you got me into. But wh- why, why, why these people made these sacrifices? Because Prabhupada, just his conviction, and he was able to share that conviction. When you have a conviction in your heart, it comes out in your words. Prabhupada said, chan Hare Krishna. It's profound. Because <laughs> he means it and he experienced it. I was thinking of, of three times I saw Prabhupada, I remember Prabhupada chanted a verse and uh, when, when he chanted the verse when Prabhupada chanted the verse he, uh, he said it with such conviction and I remember I was there the two times Prabhupada came to Vrindavan to leave the world for the last time. One time he changed his mind and left, but both times he was in that conception. And the first time he came, he was in Rishikesh. And I I came to his room. We all came to his room and in that time, The guest house in Vrindavan was empty. Prabhupada said, you know, advertised by the train station. And now you look what it is. So how many people were there? We came into Prabhupada's room and Prabhupada was sitting on a chair and he said, you know, now, you know, I've come to leave. He told us, I've come to leave. He said, but if one has to leave, let him come to Vrindavan. He said, I remember it. He said, everything is there. He said, the white sands of Raman Ramanreti, the Jamuna River. And then he said, this is with conviction. He quoted a verse, but he, he said it with conviction. And I, call, I guess it's called, called realization, where you not only understand something, but you actually see it. That's the difference between realization and and understanding. Theoretically, you can understand something, but but when you realize it, it's it's so much deeper because you actually see it. So he said, but what is death? What is death but a change of body? And then he he quoted a verse, he quoted a verse. The Heino Sminya Tadehe Komaran Yovanam um, Jara Tatadehantara Prabdir Diras Tatturmuyate. As the embodied soul passes from boyhood to childhood to youth to old age, the self-realized soul is not bewildered by such a change. And he said that with conviction. He said that with conviction. Because he saw that, he realized that, and therefore I was fortunate to be there when he passed from the world. And he passed in full consciousness, that's all, with kirtan. One of the most amazing demonstrations of, because as one person told Satchinandana Swami, he was chanting in Vrindavan, are you chanting the name or the name is chanting you? So at a certain level, you're a vessel for Krishna and it goes beyond your body and your mind and your ache and your old age. and your. So that scene that Prabhupada's laying on his bed, Pradumna is reading the Sanskrit and Prabhupada is making commentary. And I would have to say, because this year I taught many times to Brahma, Vimoha, Leela, and how powerful are those purports. So it, 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 he had conviction, he actually saw, I'm not the body, I'm spirit, soul. You want to be fearless at the time of death, chant here, remember Krishna. There was no fear, there was a material kind of drama. But anyway, that first time he came, this is kind of an interesting story, is he was very deep, grave. He wasn't speaking, even if I had a minute, I I once went in his garden. There's two people there, I'm just sitting there. He's not speaking. He's not speaking, he's very grave. And every day, they would had this rocking chair where they made like handles and they'd take him out around the temple and he would sit in front of Krishna Balaram, and then there would be a kirtan. And the rule was, and Tamal Krishnamarja enforced it, that Prabhupada, there was no fat between the skin and the bones because he wasn't eating. So... Um, It was very painful, and he couldn't tolerate any noise, so the cartels and the dunga had to be played very softly, very, very softly. But somehow or other, Tamal Krishnamaraj got the idea that if Prabhupada went to the West, then he would, um, it would give him life. It would give him some kind of almost the idea that if he wants to stay he could stay so Tamal Krishnamar called in, there was one boy, I think he was 10 or 11 and he was a little bit overweight, he was from America he was a bit of a soft kind of cry type kid he but Somehow or other, he happened to be one of the best Madanga players in all of this, His name is Markandeya, and he was a phenomenal Madanga player. I remember when Vishnu John came to Dallas, he was playing the Madanga. So you can imagine, Tamal Krishnamaraj called him because he was such an expert Madanga player. And he called him and he said, I think that, you know, maybe Prabhupada's starting to feel a little bit better. So I'm gonna look at Prabhupada. I'm gonna look at Prabhupada and if I think that I see some energy in him, I'm just gonna move my finger and you just make the beat a little bit louder. So we went down there. Tamal Krishnamurti looked at Prabhupada and he gave the, and the Madanga player just a little bit louder. I don't know what Prabhupada, what Tamal Krishnamurti saw, but maybe he saw Prabhupada like just, I don't know, some indication. And after a while he gave the indication it was a little louder. And maybe he saw some more reaction from Prabhupada. And then all of a sudden, I know there's this huge loud kirtan. And, you know, you remember something. And I remember there was a godbrother who was at a, uh, when he was in high school, he was an American football player. And he played on the line. And opposite from him in Nashville, Tennessee, was Bibi Govindaswamy. They were both linemen in football. His name was Budi Manta. And he's like six three, six four, and I saw him with the wampers, and we were stunned. We were stunned because Prabhupada couldn't tolerate anything. And then, and then, we get the word that Prabhupada's leaving for the West on the disappearance day of. Srila Rupa Goswami, it's at midnight. And I remember we went down at midnight to do kirtan and Prabhupada came out and there was no samadhi there because he hadn't passed away, obviously. And they put him lying on the back. They put him lying on the back of the car And I seem to remember that there was this one Indian man that came whose cousin donated the land that the Gurukul is on. And this person was a famous member of parliament that was in opposition to Indira Gandhi. She had done this emergency, just took autocratic power and he resisted her. His name is Vishwan Set, And I think he came and he just said, you guys are crazy. You know, you're killing him. And, and then Prabhupada goes out. I mean, this is amazing. In that condition. And he makes it to the West and he has to come back and he goes to Mumbai. And then he comes back by train and they pick him up in a Sankirtan vehicle. And it... Stops, it stops by the gate to the Iskand guest house. And Prabhupada comes in, like in the arms of Brahmananda, like Haridas Thakur or the Pieta. And as he gets to his house, Brahmananda stops. Prabhupada folds his hands and looks at us and quotes from King Kuleshekar, let me die now when the swan of my mind is entangled with the lotus of your feet. Otherwise, at the time of death, when I'm choked up with mucus, Bile and air, how will I remember you? So it was very poignant. The other time, the other verse maybe came a little bit much earlier when Prabhupada's still in bed. And I should mention, Prabhupada had a bedroom, and then they built another floor and a bedroom upstairs, I think maybe in the, the summer it's cooler or something during the night, whatever it is. But when he got really sick, he has what's, you know, his living room or darshan room, he moves the bed in there so that people could come in. And I I remember I was working from 4.30 in the morning to to late at night. I didn't have a minute doing the artik for Krishna Balaram also midday. And I didn't have a minute And Bibi Govinda Swami said, no, you know, you can go and see Prabhupada. He's opened up the doors. And he said, well, maybe you should just go early. So I I went early and chanted my rounds. It was like two o'clock. And I was the only one in there besides Baba Ananda. And I mentioned Prabhupada said, hey, Krishna, like pain. Baba Ananda asked me to hold his body and we moved his body in, in one way. So that was his condition. So... Um, And then Govardhan. And and this is a realization I had a little bit when I read the story of Putana. When I read the story of Putana. um, When I read the story, because when Putana, when Krishna was killing her, she assumed her real form. Which is the witch. She she her, her, her external form was as a beautiful nurse, but actually that was just an external thing. There was a real her inside, which was a wish, and it came out. So the commentators say a very interesting thing. And of course, externally, I'm not comparing Putin and the Prabhupada, but the principle is somehow at Death. It's a psychological phenomenon, prop a spiritual phenomenon, that you have nothing to hide. The real, your real self comes out. And I heard, I, I'm, I I knew one devotee and never had a relationship with his father. And then his father was dying, and he went to see his father, and you know some sentiments come out. That's that. Right now we 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 got so many defenses and you know, putting up our guard, the world is, how can we be vulnerable? You know, so many people are ready to exploit us, tear us apart, criticize us. You know, the world creates like these defenses, which is why communities are nice, why right, right? festivals are nice, when there's a nice atmosphere, when you, you're confident in that group, you can let it down, it's, it's so relieving. But therefore, that's the principle. So I was just thinking at the very end, towards the end, Prabhupada said, let me go to Govardhan. I wanna go to Govardhan. Which in one sense was a little uncharacteristic because Prabhupada's not gonna reveal his eternal form or or like that. He, He, it's, Prabhupada was dictated by uh, Krishna dictated. What Prabhupada said, it was Krishna speaking. It, it wasn't the ordinary type of calculation. <laughs> it was really beyond that. It was God speaking through, him, dictating to him. You know, we analyze how I do this way, I do it. But he would Prabhupada was successful. <laughs> and, and Krishna dictated through him. So it's and, and if Prabhupada came out, I, I am a Gopi, I am this. I was joking, there's one devotee staying here in my, my place, in, in my next room, Mukunda Murari. he preaches in, in Russia and I'm quite close with him. And I was joking. I said, Half, one quarter of Russia is Saihajiya's. I don't know how many times in Vrindavan some lady wanted to see me and said, well, I don't know my guru wouldn't believe me, but I've seen Krishna and I've, I've, so many times. It's just the nature of that kind of culture they have. They're intuitive. I joke with him. I said, half of Russia's Sahajis. I said, if, if Prabhupada indicated anything, the whole world would be. So Prabhupada didn't only speak for you know a few people, he spoke for the world. So he was very careful by Krishna's dictation. What he revealed, what he said, what he indicated, what he stressed, it's almost like one of the proofs for God's existence is that there's so many factors that are put together in a particular way that if any one factor in the universe goes off by a hair, there couldn't be life on, on, on earth. And I think that's like with Prabhupada, there was so many factors and so many things. If he said one thing by a hair wrong, the whole thing falls apart. So he's very measured. But he said, let me go to Govardhan. At the very end, what a strong desire. The Ayurvedic doctor said, this is suicide. Because on those bumpy roads, he wanted to go by cart. he sent Travikram Swami lokanath Swami out it, it it's by by Bulakhart. They already went out and then there was an argument. Some said, you know, you have to follow the order of the spiritual master. Others said no, we can't let Prabhupada do this. Who is right? Who is wrong? You know, there's Rule and then there's love and there's like a conflict. Anyway, they would let, they, didn't, they said Prabhupada shouldn't you know? go. But very interesting, then years, years, years later, of course, when Prabhupada passed away, they took his a deity of Prabhupada and we circumambulated Govardhan Hill. And then later, Tamal Krishna Rajangiri wrote Swami, trying to fulfill Prabhupada's desire made this beautiful Iskand temple in Govardhan. So um, so years, years later, I was going into the disappearance day and then Prabhupada, then then uh, um, Mother Srimati comes. She's a very elevated, saintly lady that lives in Vrindavan, very, incredibly deep in Krishna consciousness. Uniquely. And uh, she um, you know, I said, I saw him going into the, the, the ISKCON place. What are you doing here? And uh, she said um, I said, what are you doing here? I said, you know, you're coming from Vrindavan. I said, Prabhupada passed away there. Why are you coming here? She said, Prabhupada passed away there, but he eternally lives here. (laughs) So that's our mood here in in Govardhan. I'm not sure yet what I'll do for the disappearance festival. This is not like years when all the senior Vaishnavas were here. I did have the fortune the other day to go to Chanda Sarovara on Diwali, beautiful where Krishna started the Ras dance in the spring. It's one of the most beautiful lakes, Kuns, and it's all lit up. And Sachinanda Swami, Bhakti Vigango Swami, and they invited me out there, and I stayed out past my bedtime. But I, you know, it was something special. So I'm not really sure what'll happen. Um, Okay, uh, I'm gonna, uh, my god sister Lakshmi Moni is here. She gave me my first Bhagavad Gita, and she was on her way with her ex-husband to um, get the deities of Radha Shira Gopinath in Toronto at the, I guess the harbor of New York, and they had to do it in one day to get back or something. And what happened is, is um, I don't know. I I, didn't, I never liked to move. I always like I was in my place. And some I was impelled to come to the. Uh, I was impelled to come to the student union. And then when I came, I remember the guy at the desk, Bob Fireman, was a friend. And he, and, he, and and she was there with Jagannath. You said, Oh, there's the devotee that you know I was telling you about. <laughs> and you may not remember this. And then you said, Well, I knew there must be a devotee there because Lord Jagannath is there's a, there was some Lord Jagannath. I didn't even know who Lord Jagannath was. And then at that time I got the Gita too. So Lakshmi, uh, Moni, you can speak about Prabhupada in any way. There's such a nice, welcoming group of devotees that are so eager to hear.
1: I don't know if I can speak.
0: We can't hear you.
1: Yeah, that's why. Okay, how are you?
0: No, it was me. It was me. I didn't have my sound on you. Okay. I don't
1: know if I can speak. Um, it's a hard time for me. Very hard time for me. And I was also there. I wasn't in the room when Prabhupada left, but Nirmal Chandra was um, there in Prabhupada's quarters. in Vrindavan. That's my son, by the way, for those of you who may not know. Um, but I was also there. And I was there when Prabhupada left for London and ultimately thinking he was going to go to Gita to establish Varanasham, but he never he didn't make it to get He just came back after being at the manor. <clears throat> and uh, I remember that when Prabhupada actually departed, I was in Delhi. And um, I was there because we had made an outfit for the um, Govardhan Pusha, for Radhe Hashanam, Krishna Balaram going to Thai and some money had been sent and we were informed that if we didn't go to get it then it would be sent back so we didn't have a choice we had to go to Delhi and by the way going to Delhi was quite a ordeal. it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't as simple as it is now anyway we went to Delhi and came back and we took a bus and then when we got to the Vrindavan bus station um, I thought, Prabhupada must still be with us because everything is going on normally in Vrindavan. Everybody's walking around, and the buses are still running, and the rickshaws are still trying to cheat you. So we, anyway, we got in a rickshaw, went to the to the temple, Krishna Balaram Temple, and um, Jagadish, my for my husband was uh, digging Prabhupada Samadhi. And uh, when I when I came in the front gate, he kind of signaled to me, go in, go in the temple. And when I went in the temple, Srila Prabhupada, his Vapu was on the Vyasasana. Uh, and then that evening. Um myself and some of the devotees prepared the palaquin that's <clears throat> presently in Prabhupada's room in his house in Vrindavan. We decorated that palaquin and then the next day Prabhupada was taken on procession. His his Vapu, his body was taken on procession. But um I hadn't planned on speaking and I hadn't planned definitely on speaking about Prabhupada's actual departure or what happened, what didn't happen when, when Prabhupada was at his final moments and final days in Vrindavan. But my my um my realization over many experiences, many years, is that I know Prabhupada more now than I did when he was with us. Um, <clears throat> of course, you were a senior male person. I was a relatively senior female person, but the, the game rules were very different for female people than they were. For male people, I'll tell you a, a, a story. I was in my abort and uh, the first festival, so to speak, um, maybe it was a second festival and they were just building the Lotus Building. And um, there was one room that wasn't complete. The floor wasn't complete. It was all rubble and all the women were sleeping in that big room. Now it's three rooms. Anyway, we were there. And Pishima was there, Prabhupada's sister. And, uh, and Pishima had a, she had an interesting way of doing things. She would wash your hands and wash everything with some Gangajal. Jal. Wherever she sat, wherever she put her hands, she would wash with Gangajal. Jal. She always carried around a bottle of Ganga <clears throat> and whenever she would go into Prabhupada's room, she would take somebody with her, she would never go by herself. So one day she decided that I was gonna go with her. And um, she washed my hand and grabbed my hand and took me to Prabhupada's room. And um, we were sitting in Prabhupada's room in Mayapur. And actually, I have to say that now that room seems very small, but when I was there then, it seemed huge, and it seemed really crowded also. Um, And Prabhupada was speaking about how in our society, you could always, uh, in Vaishnava society, you could always tell a person's position by how they dress. And so he was speaking about how you you... know. um, how you can uh, recognize a sannyasi mm, by the way he dresses, brahmachari, the way he dresses, a woman, he said, with sindoor and her hair means she's a married lady. And um, and then he said, but in our society, everyone dresses simply. We're not interested in impressing people. We just dress simply. And one of my god sisters who was sitting in the corner. She raised her hand and she said, well, Prabhupada, what if your husband buys you beautiful saris? Aren't you allowed to wear them? And Prabhupada said, yes, you can wear them when your husband is there. Otherwise, who are you trying to impress? He said, Krishna is not impressed by beautiful saris. And then um, she, he said, the men are supposed to see you as mother and she made a face. Prabhupada saw her make a face. <laughs> and so then um, she said, They call us mother, but they don't treat us like mother. And then pushed to Krishna Maharaj, who was sitting on the other side of Prabhupada, he said, Yes, you know that verse, Prabhupada, where Maharaj Kalakshetara says, Whenever I think of sex life, I spit on it. He said, uh, he said, I think they think whenever they think of women, they should spit on them. <laughs> and so then Prabhupada thought, he closed his eyes for a few seconds. And then he said, first let them become free from sex desire, then let them spit. <laughs> so just to give you an idea of um, the difference in you know, how I was able to uh, relate to Prabhupada, although by Krishna's mercy and nothing else but mercy, I, I got to cook for Prabhupada very briefly in Delhi. when In 1974, um, Prabhupada came to, we had a building in Anandaketan and uh, the deities, Haradhapartha Sarati, who are now in Delhi, were up in a bedroom and the Darshan, Mangalarti, et cetera was held out on a veranda uh, that was adjacent to that bedroom. And there was a tiny little servant's kitchen on the side and I was cooking in there. I never cooked in India before and uh, it was a kerosene stove and there was some indication when someone would press a button from a room then you would see that they wanted something because it was a servant's kitchen. Prabhupada was right in the room next door and there was a big window that opened onto that veranda. We used to try to look inside. (laughs) And uh, one day, Prabhupada, uh, I I didn't know what I was doing. I was cooking and I had no idea what I was doing. So one day he, uh, it was Nityananda's appearance day in 1974. And I asked the devotees if Prabhupada should eat breakfast that day, because it was a fast day. And I was kind of called stupid. And, I, and they said to me, no, stupid. He's not gonna eat, it's, it's Nityananda's appearance day. It's a fast day. So I didn't make breakfast. And then the thing came up on the thing, you know, Prabhupada once. So I went to Prabhupada's room. Prabhupada said, where's my breakfast? (laughs) I said, well, Prabhupada, um, it's Nityananda's appearance day. I thought you would be fasting. And Prabhupada said, fruit and milk is also fasting. And then I brought him a cheddar. There's many pictures of Prabhupada in that cheddar. I have some, but I don't have them right here, but I, I got that cheddar in Delhi. It was, uh, it was very soft. And and I had a dyed saffron. And I put a button over here, a button and a buttonhole over here, because I always had trouble keeping cheddars on. And I thought maybe Prabhupada also had trouble keeping cheddars on his head. So I put this button and buttonhole. And when I gave it to Prabhupada, I uh, I showed him that the there's many pictures of Prabhupada wearing it. He kept it for a long time because there's even pictures of him in France wearing it. Um, but he buttoned it first and then he slipped it over his head. So it was like a hood. And he asked me at that time, um, is your husband coming for the for the GBC meetings? Is he coming for the festival in Mayapur? And um, I said, yes, and he said, is he bringing your son? Because my children weren't with me. My my son wasn't with me. And he said, he said, he should bring, he should bring, he should bring your son. So I telegrammed him immediately and I told him to bring Nirmal. And uh, then Prabhupada at that time, because there was no Krishna Balaram temple, there was nothing really there and um, everything was, was just now coming. <laughs> and actually Prabhupada had stopped in that Delhi place because he was on his way to Vrindavan. And um, so Prabhupada was speaking at focal ashram, which is not the way focal ashram is now. Now it's a big, huge mm-hmm. complex, but then it was just small concrete cubicles. <laughs> and there was a, a place we put a little, um, cloth thing over, I think there was a shiva linga there, if I remember correctly, Prabhupada was speaking there. And uh, he was, there was kirtan and Nirmal was dancing and playing the Murdanga. He was also a very good murnanga player. And uh, Prabhupada, it, at the end of the kirtan, he instructed that his garland be given to Nirmal. And then he gave this lecture, which is available here and there, I and mean, it's recorded. He said, um, he must have had some, um, he said, he, he must have had some uh, previous experience in a previous life, otherwise how at such a young age, because he was only four, he said, how could such a young age, how could he be dancing and playing Murdunga like this? He said, he must have had some experience in a previous life. And then he gave he gave the example of um, of uh, Maharaj Pariket, who had seen Krishna in the womb of his mother, and so when he came out, he was always asking, "Where is Krishna? Where is Krishna?" And then from his very young age, he was worshipping deities of Krishna, and he went on to speak a class, so. Even though it was a little bit difficult sometimes, I also in that Delhi temple, oh, Hare Krishna. Um, you know how when you start to speak, you start to remember things that are maybe you're not always thinking about. But Prabhupada didn't have a temple. There was no temple room in that temple. That's the deities were in a bedroom, I said, and the darshan was out on the veranda. But downstairs, Prabhupada instructed us to make a, meeting, a reading room because we were in a residential area and we had many Elmiras, these, um, what's an Elmira? Maharaj. <laughs> <I
0: don't know. laughs> a metal
1: cabinet with some kind of glass a metal cabinet behind Maharaj over there sort of. And uh, that had some of books, Prabhupada's books in there. Yeah, there's an Elmira except the top was glass. We had many of them and um, all around the walls of the room. And Prabhupada instructed us to put books inside. There weren't so many books at that time, <laughs> but we put books inside and then, but there was no altar or anything like that. So then when we came to Malakrishna Goswami, um, sent us a telegram and it said, Prabhupada's coming. Um, and, but he didn't say when he just said, Prabhupada's coming, get ready. And so I was asked to make a Vyasasana. I didn't know anything about making anything in India. And and so they said, don't worry about it, it's really simple. All you have to do is go to Paharganj and find a carpenter and you tell them what to make. and, And then you go to the Chandichokh and you find cloth and then you have some cushion maker, he'll make the cushions, you don't have to do anything. So, um, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was with one girl. Her name was Bajra Priya. She left the planet now. And um, so we did, we went to Purharganj, We ordered something and we had a design. Krishna. <laughs> and then we went and we ordered, got some cloth. It was lavender cloth with white scribbles on it like this. And um, we ordered a few things and then we thought it would be done. And a few weeks later, we got a telegram, Prabhupada's coming in five days. So we went back to pick everything up. And of course, nothing was done properly. <laughs> and everything was done something else completely. And what, what we got instead of a Vyasasana was a table. And that table is still in Krishna Mandir, downstairs below Krishna They use it for making the... Anyway, it had little feet it was supposed to be lion's claws. <laughs> and we had them put a back on it at the last moment. And, um, and there were chairs in that reading room. We had rows and rows of chairs because we were expecting guests. And, and the, we got it covered. I was working on a hand crank sewing machine for hours, trying to, because the cushions, that was the funniest part. I was used to working in inches, but in India, they were working in centimeters. So the, the message that I gave them and their creation of what I wanted didn't exactly come out the way that I had hoped it would come out. And so it was like a big, you know what a United States football looks like? is pointy on the ends and big and wide in the middle. So that's what the this cushion looked like. It was big and wide in the middle and it was pointy at the ends. And, um, and it, it was, it was uns- we couldn't use it. We had two bolsters and an umbrella, they came out okay. And then, so I had to take the stuffing, which was real cotton, natural cotton out of this thing and reshape it, and sew it together. But it came out, it was really high and it was also not very packed. So it was kind of like soft. And then Prabhupada came and I was a nervous wreck. I was my 20, my early 20s and I was thinking, oh my gosh, Prabhupada's gonna sit on this thing. <laughs> What's gonna happen? We had to nail the, the bolsters onto the wood because every time you'd sit down, it would fall off. They would fall off. So um, Prabhupada came in and he looked at this thing <laughs> and there were no stairs um, to get up. It was only a little high. And so they helped Prabhupada get up and he sat down. And when he sat down, the cushion went, it made a noise. It kind of collapsed. It was like a whoopee cushion for anybody on this call who knows what that is, <laughs> I see Henry does. <laughs> and, um, and Prabhupada looked out of the audience and he said to Tamal Krishna Goswami, who has made this? And I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, I'm gonna go through the floor now. And then he, he saw me uh, sitting there and he said, thank you very much. And that's all he said. So, um, but since Prabhupada's departure and since serving in, Christa, uh, in ISKCON for close over 50 years, pretty much, um, or trying to render <laughs> some service. Um, maybe the best service I did, Maharaj, was giving you a Bhagavad Gita in New Pulse. It was New Pulse, right? It was New Pulse oh,
0: University.
1: Binghamton. Huh? It was Binghamton. It Binghamton. Was Binghamton, okay. Yeah, Binghamton. Yeah. Because he was in Binghamton and we come, we, we were in SUNY. University of Buffalo is where I joined, but we were coming from uh, Toronto. Yeah. Actually, to pick up the deities of Kirchagopinath, Gopinath, Radha Kalachanji, and Radha Gopijanabalaba in Detroit. We picked up all three of those sets of deities when we went down to New York, because we got a message from Maita Healy saying the deities were sent weeks ago. Why didn't you get them? Well, why we didn't get them is because she addressed them to ISKCON, period, <laughs> that's all she put on the letter. So when they came off air India flight, who's ISKCON? We didn't, they didn't know where to bring it or anything. So they were in a storehouse and we called all around when she told us that. And then we found that there were seven crates addressed to ISKCON sitting in a storeroom in a cargo area in, uh, in New York. So we drove down to New York. And the seven crates were two sets, three sets of deities, Radha and Krishna, each in a crate. And Kalachandji is no small deity either, if you know from Dallas, Radha Kalachandji. And then one crate had flutes and staffs and other things in it. And then we, gave, we met you on the way. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, and I remember that picture of Lord Jagannath. It was in the student union building right behind the counter. It was up on the wall. And I said to Jagannath, some devotee is in here (laughs) because there's Lord Jagannath. Anyway, I find that now over the years, um, reading the books of various devotees, uh, just seeing, experiencing life and Krishna consciousness in this material world, the ups and the downs of it, the ins and the outs of it. Um, I, I have so much more appreciation and awareness of Srila Prabhupada, what he did, um, how amazing it is what he did. We talk about how he came over on the Jala Dutta at 69. Right now I'm 73 and um, And that was amazing, but not nearly as amazing as the fact that he turned hippies into happies and we weren't always happy and we were always hippies. (laughs) I think even today, some of us are still hippies. Um, And and Prabhupada breathed life into us and conviction and determination. I wrote something just a brief paragraph I'm going to read and then I'm going to shut up. Um, But I wrote this paragraph just the other day to somebody. um, If I can read it through my tears, it says, in the last two days. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Wondering. Oh, uh, No, it's up here. Sorry. I have to find it first. Well, I'm. Just let me, okay, I said, um, also, I have to say that my biggest realization in quotes is that once you take even a moment to worship Krishna, or perhaps even more important, a love of mantra, a 11th of a second to assist his pure devotee, Even in the smallest way, Krishna keeps on your case. He doesn't let up even when you beg him to do so. He pushes and pushes until you have no choice or at least none that seems possible. But to just be a humble, humbled servant. Now the task is to be grateful. So that was my thought just a couple of days ago.
0: Thank you so much, Mother lakshmi Wow. Yeah. Um, that was wonderful. Now, um, I'm here in Govardhan and I'm doing kind of like Niyama Seva and the hour moved it a little bit later and I still have some things to do. But I'm going to try to be in Raganuga Bhakti and be spontaneous <laughs> for a chant, a chant. Would anybody else like to just say something, a word or two? You're, you're, you're welcome.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj.
0: Bhakti Bhakti Devi. Devi. I, yeah.
2: I,
1: I, I Thank you so much uh, for allowing your god sister to speak to us. It was really moving listening to her. And I, I just want to say, you know, I've never met Prabhupada. But he's still breathing life into all of us, I have to say. So thank you.
0: That's a wonderful thought. Thank you, Bhakti Devi. Wow. Anybody else like to just say a word or anything? Yes. Good morning, Maharaj. Thank you for class. It's Isabel. I'm here cutting potatoes at the Bhakti Center. Um, I wanted to say thank you for such a beautiful and inspiring class. And again, like Bhakti Devi said, for allowing your god sister to share these beautiful stories about, you know, Prabhupada. It almost, you know, it feels like he's with us as she was speaking. And I, I could really feel her love and also her loss
1: for him. You know, I was crying as I was driving here. But wonderful tears.
0: So thank you both so much for sharing these amazing stories. Thank you so much. Oh, glory. Thank you. Hi, Krishna. Good. Good. Anybody else like to say anything? You're welcome to.
1: You we should be lower.
2: No, you can't hear. Hi Maharaj. Who's that? Radha Charan. Hey, Radha Charan. Harebo. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Uh, can, can, can you hear me? Mm-hmm.
0: I can hear you, yes.
2: Yes. This morning, like every morning, I read Prabhupada's letters. And I was reading a letter that he wrote to Govinda Dasi in January 1969, where he was thanking her for her feelings of affection for him and how much he was feeling affection for her. And then he pointed to the dedication of the six couples, the, the six couple, the three couples he had sent to London, and how dedicated they were. So then she was asking him, When will you come to Hawaii? I hope it's not a botheration for you. So Prabhupada replies that it is not botheration for me at all. And then he quotes: how the Goswamis gave everything up to go in Vrindavan and live like paupers. And how they produced the Sandabas, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and they took so much botheration out of compassion for suffering humanity. He said the same thing about Lord Chaitanya, who took sannyas as a young man, even though he was a learned scholar and he had a beautiful wife. And then he mentions that he is also following in these footsteps, and therefore it is not botheration for him at all to dedicate his life to spread Krishna consciousness. So when I read this, I felt that it is not botheration at all for any of us to give our lives to Srila Prabhupada without any reservation, no holding back, and just give everything to him for everything that he has done for us.
0: Baratran, that's... Wow, that's so... Potent, thank you so much. I, just another side note, I'll probably go in December to Mayapur. I don't know if I should say, I hope you're still there because I know you're waiting to get to your preaching field. But <laughs> I <laughs> no, hope- We'll be there. Okay, we'll be then there. I, I'd love to see you and Krishna pray yeah. me I'm planning on going to in, in December rather than later this year.
2: Yes. And, Okay,
0: so let's see how that works out. Okay, thank you so much. Anybody else? Okay, anybody just want to say hello to everyone? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, took the out here.
1: Thank you Shori Radha.
0: Bo, I'm gonna have a Gobernan retreat. I'll be sending it out soon. I'll tell everybody here. And I will give a family discount. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, leave, leave Mahars,
1: thank you so much for the nice memories. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. This is not a second.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. can Anyone else?
1: Hi Krishna Maharaj, Gail here.
0: Gail, any thought?
1: Yes, I would just like to actually thank you for making Srila Prabhupada so accessible.
0: Wow, thank you so much. Good. anybody else?
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for a beautiful class. Yeah, and thank you very uh, much for shared with us.
0: Okay, remember, hopefully, try to keep that last couple of days in January. I'll, we'll send it out soon. Hopefully, you can both okay. join us. Okay. Thank you. Good. Anybody else?
1: Hare Krishna Gurudev.
0: Hare, Hare
1: So happy to see you so blissful in Govardhan. I am, I am. I can Where's say that.
0: Ram? Where's Ram Sadowski?
1: He's right here. <laughs> okay. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for a wonderful
0: class. Haribo. Hi Krishna. Anybody else? Haribo Gurudev, my obeisances. Hey, it's okay. Hi, Krishna Gurudev. I'd like to pay my obeisances to Lakshmi
1: Mani too. Me too. Beautiful stories. Advanced soul. Lovely. Thank
0: Just you. a side side thing. I had a very nice, deep talk with your daughter, answering her <laughs> questions on Bhagavad Gita. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, <good>. This morning, <laughs> the morning here. <laughs> I, yeah. I told her to put a New Delhi clock on her iPhone. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. it got a little screwed up the time I you know she was in transcendental anxiety yes complete transcendental anxiety okay. okay okay anybody else say hello when is Prabhupada's disappearance day there today it was today yeah yeah Oh, perfect! What's that? This is perfect. Perfect timing. Okay, great, great. So I get to celebrate it twice. Okay, good. I'm gonna have that retreat. I don't know which one to use. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't get so confident. I'll go into. The, wor- the world breaks me down at every moment. So. <laughs> okay. Anybody else?
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for
0: very beautiful class. Right. Thank you so right. much. Nice. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Okay. Hare Krishna. Anybody? Thank you. you Anybody else?
1: Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Hare Maharaj. Mahala.
0: Who is that? Hello. Kedamba
1: Mala,
0: yeah, no, I, I no. I love you, <laughs> <laughs> okay, anybody else?
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, Malati Devidati.
0: Malati, Haribo, good. Hariboh.
1: thank you, it was really uh, beautiful hearing more stories about Prabhupada and it does right. it does keep it all fresh and alive, thank you.
0: Very important day, so, okay. I'm gonna go now, because I still have my Dhammadar Astagam and it's already quite late. Okay. Hey, too. Hey, how are you go. Thank you for class. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm headed to the Hartford Temple. Uh, we're celebrating Govardham Puja today. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought it's Prabhupada's Disappearance Festival. Well, it, it is, but they're just observing uh Goverdam Puja today. <laughs> I guess it's Raghunuga Raganuga Bhakti in, in Hartford. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Vanchakalpatrubyasakapasindha Bhiva Chapati.